Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. A real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single-family homes all the way up to 600-plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, where, as always, we're working on your financial freedom. I'm your host, Mike Harrison. If you'd like to call today's show with any questions, our number is 877-711-5211, 877-711-5211, or please reach out to me at email via email at askmike at luinc.com, askmike at luinc.com. Well, first of all, I'd like any man could ask for. Thanks, babe. To my father who's passed, happy Father's Day. And to my stepdad, Jack, you were more of a father to me than anyone, and I thank you for your wisdom and support. I hope you're listening. Happy Father's Day, Jack. All right, today's show is going to be a good one, so hold on to your seats, folks. The title for today's show is The Rules of Money Have Changed and What Are You Doing About It? And this is so, so true. We're living, most of us, by a set of rules that was essentially developed in the 20th century. And it was rules to success in the 20th century. But those rules have changed. And here we are 50, 60, 70 years later. And most of us are still trying to build wealth and retire using those rules. Society is still stuck on preaching and adhering to these conventional methods, and we see it everywhere. We see it in media, we see it in TV, magazines, everywhere we look, and it's these tried conventional methods from the 20th century that are failing today, and we're going to go through these in today's show. Most of you adhere to those methods, but in the back of your mind, you know they're failed. You know they're failing, and you know they're not going to work, and, and let me tell you, you need to either change, adapt, or you will not succeed, and you will not have an opportunity to retire with wealth and dignity on your terms. And let me provide some history of what I'm talking about, okay? In the 70s, there were two very major changes to money that took place, and most people have not adjusted. And, and the first thing that happened was in 1971, President Nixon took us off the gold standard, okay? What did that mean? Prior, when the dollar was tied essentially to gold within the Treasury, they call that the gold standard, a dollar bill literally represented $1 worth of gold in the U.S. Treasury. So hence, the U.S. dollar was backed by gold. And throughout the world, everyone knew that the dollar was worth that gold that was protected within the U.S. Treasury. Now, I'm not going to go into all the reasons why Nixon took us off the gold standard, but essentially it was to finance the Vietnam War. Nixon 
could print dollars, but he couldn't print gold. So he had to un, basically untie the dollar from gold. And if you want to read more about this, there really is a fascinating book out there called Currency Wars. And it's a fast read. It's by James Rikards, R-I-K-A-R-D-S, and it's called Currency Wars. And you might want to check it out. Now, the second major change, essentially, to to money or to how we save or to how we build wealth was 1978, and it was the advent of the 401k, all right? And I'm not going to go into a long diatribe on why or why the 401k has become what it is today, the vehicle of what it is, but essentially the 401k became legal and started essentially in 1978. But even at that time, it was meant to be nothing more than a supplement to retirement. It was never meant to carry the load that it carries today. Uh, Essentially, wealth creation, savings, and pension were still the primary vehicles at this time. But as soon as the 401k was created, it was pretty much the end of the pension. It was the slow death of the pension. And keep in mind, back in the 70s, it it was a different day and age. It was a day and age when health care, for the most part, was very, very stable. Income tax, well, personal income tax might have been at a higher rate. I'll tell you today, we are taxed way, way more than the average American was in the 70s. I mean, we're taxed. Everywhere we turn around, we are taxed. Literally, cell phone bills, cable bills, Internet, car registration, gift taxes, fuel taxes, garbage taxes, water taxes, school taxes, There's an Obamacare surtax on investment income, on and on and on. There are literally 97 ways that we are taxed. It is is absolutely outrageous. If you sit down and look at it, you're not just getting taxed on W-2. You're getting taxed on every facet of your life. And so between going off the gold standard, the advent of the 401K, it changed the flow of money, if you will. And we're going to peel that back throughout the show. So I hope you can follow us. If you miss this show for any reason, please go to Lifestyles Unlimited. You can go to our radio button, click on that, and you can find these shows and other shows there, and you can podcast them. So I want to take a moment and discuss how the slow pace and change, again, and the rapid pace of change can affect people for the better or worse. And if you're not adapting to change, you're going to get run over. And so change can happen really slow and change can happen really quick. And we're going to look at this kind of through the lens of history. And I'm going to do a essentially a military analogy here because I love military history and this is my show. So follow me here. Alexander the Great. Okay, let's go way back. He made his mark in 330 to 320 B.C., At that time, the fastest thing on the battlefield in 330 B.C. was a man on a horse. That was the fastest thing on a battlefield. Let's fast forward 2,100 years to the U.S. Civil War, okay? 2,100 years, two millennia later. You know what? The fastest thing on the battlefield 2,100 years later was a man on a horse, okay? Essentially, the technology hasn't changed and follow me throughout the show because we're talking about change we're talking about rules we're talking about technology so there was no new technology that had evolved that made a difference between alexander the great and the u.s civil war 
I mean, that's amazing. 2,100 years and nothing else was developed. Essentially, cavalry was cavalry. So let's look at another span in history, again, with a, a military analogy. And let's take, uh, let's go to the late 1700s, early 1800s, when Napoleon was on the world stage. And at that time, the battlefield tactics were you would mass your men, you'd mass them into a tight spot. And then when there was a weakness in the enemy's lines, you would essentially exploit that weakness with as many men as you possibly could in a tight area. And you would then essentially break that weakness and and that's how you would win the battle, all right? That was the tactics that Napoleon used. Those same tactics were used in the Civil War 50 years later, 50, 60 years later, but the difference was in the Civil War was a bloodbath. Men died by the thousands. They were mowed down because you know what? The technology had changed. The tactics were the same, but the technology was different. They had rifled barrels on their muskets. They had rifled barrels on the cannons, and so they can pinpoint accurately fire those weapons, yet the tactics were the same, and, and they used the same formations in battle that their fathers did, that their grandfathers did, that their grandfathers before that, because this old aristocracy that essentially controlled how battles were fought, they refused to accept that battle had changed, okay? These generals thought they were the best and the brightest and the most successful. And their map at the time told them, hey, we need to mass troops into this tight formation and we need to walk head on into highly accurate rifled musket fire and rifled cannon fire. And because of their arrogance and refusal to accept that weaponry had changed, they just kept going. They would not look at a different path to success. They would not change because this is what they were taught. This is the tried and true method. This is how success is. This is what was passed on to them. So, again, change can be very, very slow. Again, 2,100 years of time in history, and the fastest thing on the battlefield was a man on a horse, literally, for 2,000 years that was it. That technology hadn't changed, but then change can come very rapid. In the short pace of 50 years, things can change, and people get slaughtered when they don't adapt to change. Well, my friends, I'm telling you the rules of money in America have changed within the last 50 years. They're very different today than they were for my father's generation, right? The silent generation or as I finally like to say, the pension generation, and even the baby boomers. The baby boomers grew up at the end of the pension generation, and they lived by these rules. But these rules were developed for success in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, yet we're still using them today. Most people have not changed their tactics, and they're failing as a result. Okay, so follow me here. We're going to go deeper into these rules. We're going to go into some of the dumbest things you can do with money today. And at the end of the show, we're going to give you a way that you can follow a different path to play the game by today's rules and take absolute advantage of those rules. So I'm just getting warmed up. 
we come back, we're going to continue the discussion on the rules of money. My name is Mike Harrison, and this is the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm your host, Mike Harrison, and today we're discussing how the rules of money have changed and what are you doing about it. If you've got a question about today's topic, our number is 877-711-5211, 877-711-5211, or please email me at askmike at luinc.com, askmike at lu. Inc.com. I do respond to each and every email I get from our listeners. In the last segment, we reviewed the two most major changes in recent history regarding the rules of money. And I want to go through those again, and then I want to talk about how it's affecting us. So number one is the fact that our dollar is no longer tied to gold, essentially. Our dollar is no longer a universal, tangible asset. What it is, it's, it's backed by, quote, the full faith and backing of the U.S. government. It's not backed by gold. It's backed by a government. So what, whatever that means, right? So the dollar is essentially as good as the U.S. says it's good, right? It's good until the day it's not good. I don't know. So what that move did by President Nixon was essentially it changed the U.S. dollar from money to currency, and many of you may be using both of those terms in the same way, but I'm going to tell you those are two very, very different and distinct items, okay? Let's look at this. Currency is a measure of value. It's a medium of exchange, right? That car is worth $10,000, and so that's how we're kind of using the dollar as a measurement of value. Let me tell you what. Money is a store of value. So money can take all kinds of different forms. It's an actual store of value. So the dollar used to be money. Today, it's currency. The dollar's currency. Gold, for instance, is money. Silver, for instance, is money. You can use it anywhere. It's not the most efficient form, but it is a money, right? So I'm not encouraging a bunch of you out there to suddenly go become gold bugs. In fact, this show is far, far from that. That is not the answer. I just want you to realize how these rules, how they changed. And yes, it was 50 years ago, but they are changing what's happening in the economy. They are changing how people can become successful or not become successful because they don't know the rules. Okay? Let's... Uh, Let's say there was a game of chess, and you knew nothing about chess. You didn't know how the pieces moved, how the bishops cut at an angle, or how the rooks can go forward or, or vertical or horizontal, as I say. And let's say you've never played the game, and the person sitting across from you at the table is a chess. They know they're not necessarily an expert, but they're pretty darn good at it because they play it and they understand the rules. And let's say you had to play this game for $1,000, right? Victor gets $1,000, loser pays. Would you play that game? Would you? Think about it. But that's what a lot of you are doing today. You're playing a game 
that you don't understand the rules and, and game is really not to not to I guess take away the the importance of what we're doing, but I'm using game for building wealth and for building retirement. This is what people are doing. People are out there they're scrimping and saving to be debt free and they don't even realize that the value of being debt free is so much less each and every year. They're not making their money work for them. And that's what you have to do in the new rules. The new rules, your money has to be moving. And we're going to go through that in, in the next segments in the show. Look, if you have the wrong commitment or the wrong map, it's only going to take you to the wrong place faster, right? It's mind numbing, I know. So you want to know what else is a store of value? The definition of money, a store of value? I'll tell you what is a tangible asset that cash flows like a single family house or an apartment complex. That is a store of value, essentially, especially if you've got a great resident in there and you, you've built this product up and it's functional. Look, I'm going to break this down, and I don't know if we'll have time before we get to the end of the segment here, but I want to talk about the difference between a million dollars in cash and let's say 10 single family homes that are worth one million dollars okay and and i want to look at that million dollars in cash in those 10 single family homes and i want to go forward 10 years all right i got the homes you got the cash who wins well first of all my single family homes are averaging 400 dollars a month in today's dollars so in 10 years that's four hundred and eighty thousand dollars in cash flow your million dollars paid you nothing here's the other sad fact your million dollars is depreciating at two percent per year so at the end of 10 years, your million dollars worth 817,000. My 1 million in rent homes will appreciate somewhere close to 1.6 million. So when we come back, we're gonna continue discussing the rule, new rules of money and how you can avoid being slaughtered by playing the game by a new set of rules. I'm your host, Mike Harrison, and this is the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Talk 1370. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm your host, Mike Harrison. Today we're discussing how the rules of money have changed and what are you doing about it. So at the end of the last segment, I didn't get to go as deep into that as I wanted, but essentially we were comparing a million dollars in cash versus a million dollars worth of single-family rent homes that have good tenants that are cash flowing, and we were putting the two together and we were going forward in 10 years. And I touched on, at the end of 10 years, that million dollars is worth only $817,000. And I want to clarify why, because it's another dirty secret in the new rules of money. And essentially what it is, it's inflation, okay? And some of you out there may be saying, well, inflation happens, inflation doesn't happen, it changes. There is an entity out there that is in control of our money that purposely creates inflation and it's called the fed and if you look at the fed one of the things they do is they target two percent inflation annually if you don't know this their purpose literally they want inflation to be two percent that's their goal they don't want it to be less than two they don't want it to be more than two they hit the nail on the head two percent inflation so follow me that's how a million dollars over 10 years turns into eight hundred and seventeen thousand on and on the opposite side that's how a million dollars in rent houses 
And we don't count on appreciation here. If you come to Lifestyles Unlimited, you'll see that that's the last thing we look at. We don't count on appreciation for our asset to produce for us. But there is appreciation in houses, let's say the average 5% a year, some years more, some years less, but using 5%, 10 years that turns a million dollars in houses to a value, right? A store of value to 1.6 million and inflation on the other side turns a million dollars into 817,000. So the Fed has a 2% target of inflation annually. And if you don't know that, this is important because this is one of the rules of today's money. So if you have $100 in savings, their goal is to make that $100 worth 98 next year, 96 the year after that, and 94 the year after that. All right, $100 doesn't sound like much. Put a few zeros on the end of that and see what happens to your savings. Okay, these are the new rules of money, folks. Interest rates are absolutely historically low, 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 low. I heard an economist talking one time, and, and he literally said, and this was about eight or nine years ago, he said, borrow as much as you can. Borrow so much money that it keeps you awake at night because zero is the interest rate at the Fed level. You can't get lower than zero. Actually, you can, but that's a different show for a different time. But it's pretty much zero, and it's been at zero. It's a little bit above zero now. But what does that mean? If your money is not moving it is deteriorating. It is depreciating. It is withering away. Your money must move. It must work. It must do something. If it's going to sit there, it's going to wither. So that that's big, folks. Your money must keep moving. The second big change that we're talking about is the adoption of the 401k. It has become the primary vehicle for retirement in America. And what it is, it's, it's the primary death trap. For most Americans in America. And I hate to use such harsh words, but if you look at what people are putting in their 401ks, what the average and the median is and what people at different ages, you will see the truth. And the truth isn't being broadcast. What's being broadcast is every other commercial on TV is for some investment firm or for uh, some advisory firm or, or what have you. But look, when the median value for a 50-year-old in America that they have in their 401k is $82,000, and this is coming up 10 years from retirement, 15 years from retirement, they're not going to retire. It's the dirty secret out there. So the rules have changed. The 401k is an, is an abject failure, but have you changed? Are you doing the same old, same old? Are you living by the tactics that were created by the pension generation and the baby boomers in the 70s for success, and, and here it is, 2019, are you still playing those rules by those tactics? Because you're going to get slaughtered, right? The go to school, the get good grades so you can get into a good college, so you can get a good degree, and then get a good job so that you can feed a 401K for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and then and only then you can retire with dignity. Those are the tactics, folks. Those were created in the 70s. That is a 20th century mentality. And I'm telling you today, the rules have changed. They're different. If you don't find a new strategy or a new map, you're going to get slaughtered. You're going to absolutely get slaughtered because the dollar is no longer money and the 401k doesn't work. Okay? You're going to want to stay with us. And we'll be right back on the other side. We're going to pick this up. 
and I'm going to go through the three dumbest moves you can make today considering the new rules of money. I'm your host, Mike Harrison, and this is the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm your host, Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today's show is the rules of money have changed, and what are you doing about it? And I want to go through the three worst things that you can do with your money in today's new rules in today's economy. And so let's unpeel these as we go into it. If you've got a question, our number is 877-711-5211, 877-711-5211. Okay, number one, and this one's basic, and most people know this out there already, but utilize consumer debt, spending on stuff. And I'm going to add a little twist to this, but essentially, in my mind, the big three of consumer debt are credit cards, cars, and yes, college, okay? Do not borrow for college. Do not. It is, it's out of control, folks. It is an epidemic. There are kids getting out of college with degrees that will not help them, that are not functional for the most part, and yet they're fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 in debt, and it's going to take them till they're age 40 to get out of this debt. So absolutely avoid that at all costs. And yes, I've got a dollar daughter in college right now and it's tough, but hey, there's a rule. We're not going to borrow we're not going to borrow for college. Now, if you're getting some sort of STEM degree at an upper level, maybe we can talk about it, but consumer debt essentially is a death knell. Credit cards, cars, financing all this, do not borrow yes for college. Credit cards, cars and college for the most part. Number 2 and and many of you may find this interesting. Worst thing you can do with your money, today's rules, saving it. Yes, saving it is a waste. Your money is going to deteriorate if you're setting it aside and just sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting for a rainy day. Your money has to be moving. It has to be moving because it's it's depreciating at 2% a year at a minimum, right? That's the rules of today. So if you're hoarding money and just sitting it there, it's not doing anything for you, that is one of the dumbest things you can do with your money now. Now, if you're gathering funds and if you're gathering it, essentially keeping your powder dry so you can take a deal down, that's a temporary, that's temporary. That's fine. But if you're just saving it to saving it, one of the dumbest things you can do. So hoarding it, putting it together to go take down a deal, absolutely fine. But remember, those dollars are losing value each and every year. They need to be converted into tangible cash-flowing assets as soon as possible. Third worst thing you can do with your money, speculating. Do not play that game of chess when you don't know the rules and someone else knows the rules. Handing it over to a company to make decisions on your behalf, and maybe your net worth grows, maybe it doesn't, and they're taken out. If you don't think you're paying for financial advice and you've got money in the stock market through mutual funds, or what have you, you're definitely paying for, not necessarily for advice, but you're paying fees, 1%, 2% on those funds year in and year out. Do not speculate. 
Do not play a game of chance with your net worth. Put them into tangible cash flowing assets, okay? Stock market speculation, it's hoping that everything goes up. But let me tell you, what goes up will come down. And I want to talk about something. I want to talk about, you know what's crazy in in discussions of, of finances with the, the boomer generation or the silent generation, the pension generation, right? My mom's a boomer. My dad was part of the pension generation. I'm Gen X. But you cannot have a discussion on wealth or finances with those two generations. Absolutely not. You can talk about anything with them. You can talk about divorce, politics, religion, relationships. But God forbid you want to talk about money and finances and and what they're doing. They get mad. They clam up. They leave the room. Talking about money with those generations is just flat considered rude. People have to die before you realize what they're invested in and how well they are or, in most cases, how bad off they are. But this generation doesn't share the map. They don't want you to see their map. They don't want to know about your map. And what's happening is these tactics from the 20th century, they're not getting corrected because no one's sharing no one's helping anybody else. It's like if the discussion of finances comes up, we're not talking about it. It is the craziest thing. And, and I just want to say this a different way. The wrong set of ideas will only get you to the wrong place quicker. And if you're using those 20th century tactics in today's 21st century world, you're in trouble. And you, you better look at it and you better adjust and you better find a better way. We're going to be right back in just a moment, and we're going to wrap up the new rules of money. And we're, I'm going to show you a way that you can use some new tactics in order to succeed. This is the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, and I'm your host, Mike Harrison. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.